0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd.
1: Dr. Wignall, how are you today? I'm doing great. That's good to hear. Yep. That's good to hear. I uh, borrowed some tricks from you, and I I alluded to this uh, topic Mm, Did in a, you? In a previous podcast, I think. Um, Dr. Wignall's um, philosophy of stressor management and not stress management. Would you like to? Oh, man. This is just one of my favorite subjects. I can tell you're on. really excited. I'm, I'm so I'm excited. I'm a little <laughs> uncomfortable at how excited you are right now <laughs> to talk about this. But go ahead. Why don't you? <laughs> so I, I can't remember what it was that we were talking about. Resilience, I think. Oh, no, no, no. This is like when we first met and you kind of laid this theory out, which was kind of interesting, which um, you basically described that you had a philosophy on um, really managing your environment in a way um, so that you could just avoid a lot of drama and needless frustration. Mm-hmm. I think that's even the way you you talk to me about it, is like eliminating um, friction or eliminating just small irritations in life. Generally. Yeah, in life. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up and let you in. <laughs> no, that's because yeah. Yeah,
0: so okay, so before we dive in like some basic vocabulary, let's cuz st- stress and everything stress related is very it's one of those like squishy terms Nebulous that pe- people and, just yeah. use in all sorts yeah. of different ways and like which is fine. I mean, it's it's a vague term, but mm-hmm. but let's for our purposes kind of nail this down a little bit. So I think of um there's a the most important distinction is between a stressor and a and stress. A stressor is the thing that causes stress. mm mm-hmm. Mhm right? So you are, I don't know, leave, you, you walk into, you get your drink at Starbucks and your barista makes some sort of snarky comment about your shirt not looking nice or something, mm. right? That comment is the stressor. The criticism. Yeah, the criticism, right? It's the trigger. Stress is your reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? And I like to distinguish kind of two levels of your reaction to stressors which are physical, right? So you feel your shoulders tense, Mm. for instance, or your heart rate goes up or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then emotional, right? You feel frustrated, you Mm -hmm. feel angry, you feel anxious, whatever, Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of emotions you could feel, right? Mm -hmm. So this is really key. There's like an input side and an output side. So a stressor is the thing that happens to you, right? Stress is your reaction to that thing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, my idea on this is that it's ba- you could basically sum up as saying stress management, which is what we always hear about. People always talk about stress management techniques, you know, breathing exercises, mindfulness, stress balls, you know, mm-hmm, all this kind of stuff. Stress management is way overrated. I'm not saying it's not a thing and it right, doesn't right, right, have right. its place. Mm-hmm. And we could talk more about that if you want. But... I think what's much more important that people don't even think about because they're so fixated on stress management Mm -hmm. is stressor management, managing the things in their life that continually lead to stress. Right. And I think what happens is people think, well, external circumstances, not really under my control. I'm just going to focus on what I can control, which is like my own mindset and thinking and whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's true, you can't control everything in your environment, certainly not other people, completely, right? You can, to a high degree, control yourself, right? Mm -hmm. The way you think about things, the way you react to things. But more often than not, there's a lot more in your life, in your environment, that you can control than you think or that you want to admit to yourself. Because trying to make significant changes to your life and your environment is really hard just telling myself I'm gonna have a more positive attitude next time someone criticizes me or I'm gonna take three deep breaths whenever I start to feel frustrated it's relatively easy like it's not that hard right so we're attracted to these things because Mm -hmm. they're kind of simple they're pretty easy they sound nice right but cutting out a toxic relationship from your life that's hard Mm -hmm. that's really hard it's complicated Mm -hmm. it's emotionally difficult it's just a lot to that right but I see so many people who are basically banging their head against the wall, trying to manage their stress when really the problem is not their stress. It's this thing in their life that keeps causing stress in the first place. Right. And by constantly fixating on stress management, the you side of things, it's, it's analogous to you've, you keep getting like gunshot wounds and you're putting band-aids on them. And like, that's fine. You can try and stop the bleeding, but if you got a bullet in your chest, like first of all, you need to do surgery and actually get the bullet out. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if possible, you should stop hanging out in places where you're getting shot at. <laughs> <laughs> right? That so th- in a nutshell, that is stressor management mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to stress. And again, just to reiterate, my point is not that stress management isn't a thing or that it's not that it's not important. Right, right. But people are people procrastinate on stressor management by obsessing over stress management, mm-hmm. what they really should be focusing a mm. lot more of their time and energy on is managing the things in their life that habitually lead to stress. Yeah. Um, instead of pouring all your time and energy into y- your positive mantras or deep breathing exercises. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. What, what do you What do you think about that? Reactions? Did that? Uh, critiques? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Other than the the bullet hole metaphor, I don't think that worked real well. But um, <laughs> but I, but I, I think one of the great a really good way to look at this is if if you can head further upstream and prevent having stressful reactions constantly, then then handle you know that that source you know like in, in one example that toxic relationship maybe where it's just really unhealthy and and um, rather than trying to, um, cope with that and, and, and deal with the, the day in day out kind of stress that that's causing in your life. Um, if you can sit down and really say, wow, this looks unhealthy and this doesn't look like it's going to change. And this looks like I'm constantly trying to adjust to this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can help yourself out sometimes by saying, geez, maybe I eliminate that person from my life, you know, and, and, there's a cost there, no doubt, but it, if you back up and look at that, it may be worth it to you. You might say, wow, you know, in order to not feel like this or, or in order to avoid these things, maybe it is worth it to go ahead and manage this stressor rather than my constant um, distress Yes, that, that is a result and of that's, that.
0: And that's basically how I would sum up my approach to problems with stress is that you should focus a lot less on coping with stress and a lot more on boundary setting on your stressors Mm -hmm, in -hmm, life, mm -hmm. right? So like a classic example that I hear a lot is people complaining about um, being overworked, right? They're burnt out, they're stressed out at work, they just have too much to do, they finally Mm -hmm. get something done, there's always more and more and more, right? And so they're, they're looking for stress management techniques. They want, they want to start, um, you know, a mindfulness practice because they think that's going to help lower their stress or they want to um, have a more optimistic, positive mindset and change their self-talk because they think that's going to that help. And I, I have nothing against mindfulness and positive self-talk. Like, fine. The, like, those things are great. But maybe that's not where the main problem. Like you said, it's prob- the real problem is probably upstream of your reaction. Mm. Namely, like a a really common example of this is if your manager just keeps, if every time your manager gives you work, you say, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, sure, I'll stay an extra two hours after work, sure, I'll do work on the weekends, you're training your manager to just give you as much work as possible, Mm. (laughs) right? Which gets harder and harder and harder and you get more and more and more stressed out, right? So the way to actually be less stressed out is not through breathing exercises. It's through being assertive with your manager and saying, this is too much for me. I'm not gonna spend three hours every single weekend day doing work, coming mm-hmm. into the office and doing work. I'm just not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And so the next time they say, hey, would you mind working on the Johnson file on you know, Friday afternoon at 4.55, you say, you know what, sorry, I can't. I can get to it on Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that's hard, that can be hard for some people, but that that's an example of managing your stressor. Mm-hmm. Right? The fact that your manager is piling work on you, unnecessary or kind of excessive amounts of work, rather than stress management, which is taking breaks every 30 minutes for this like 4-hour burst of work you have to do on, you know, on Saturdays and like trying to relieve the stress when it's already there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So really, I think it comes down to boundaries and assertiveness 90% of the time.
1: Well, boundaries, assertiveness, when you're talking about in situations of people, but I, I got to say one of the one of the greatest, since you and I had that conversation, I walked away from it and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And I think one of the things you had talked about is putting a lot of your um, irritating tasks kind of on autopilot with some kind of routine or some kind of... Um, um, I think it was a routine. So, so a lot of my clients, I've I've shared this with them. You know, they'll they'll say they've got a, a goal of going to the gym, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they got home from work and they all they, they hadn't done their laundry, so the laundry's piled up. They don't have any gym clothes to wear, and so it's like oh, I'm just not going. Blah 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 blah. Right? Um, or they're stressed out because they they forgot to pay their bills or or, or whatever it was, and they got an and so. Helping clients kind of set up even routines that um, take care of that kind of distress, right? Um, it's almost kind of like get your act together therapy in, in a way sometimes <laughs> where it's like, um, man, there, there's a lot of stress you're, you're feeling because um, there's stressors in your life that are needless. They don't need to be there, right? Whether it's a toxic relationship or a really bad habit of procrastinating, or whatever right. that is. Handling those those things can be way better than constantly trying to manage your distress downstream of those things. Yes. If I that think makes that, any sense.
0: That's a good way to put it, is that people often, whether where you're talking about therapy and mental health or just kind of self-improvement, self helps, kind of stuff, a lot of people's default assumption that rarely gets challenged is, if I want my life to be better, I need to improve myself. Mm-hmm. And what what I'm kind of trying to make the case for or remind people of is, Often the best way to improve yourself or feel better is to change your life, the way you go about actually living your mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm. which goes back to sort of habits, routines, assertiveness, boundaries, boundaries uh, a lot, a lot stuff of those in things. the real world that yeah. you're actually doing differently.
1: Well, and, and I think um, uh, to your point, um, you and I frequently have conversations where we talk about our, our clients kind of leaving our office and, and they kind of you know, they, they return to their, their, their environment, which is unhealthy in some way, you know, and it's really difficult sometimes, um, to, to focus on personal growth and some, and, and those things when you, when you're in a just very unhealthy toxic kind of situation and for whatever reason you're, 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 you're staying in that situation. And there may be lots of reasons for that, but to really understand that there are some things in your environment that you might have way more control over than you think. And to have that ability to step away from it and say, geez, is there a way I can manage the stress or rather than constantly react to the, yeah. the, the, the stress of, the situation um that can be a really effective thing.
0: Yep. Yeah, so I one of the ways I like as just like a practical thing people can do is they I have this little exercise I run people through which is you get a sheet of paper and you draw two columns, right? You label the left-hand column stress and the right-hand column is stressors. Mhm. Right? so first you just brainstorm all the stressful things that happen to you on a somewhat regular basis. It could be daily stressors, weekly stressors, whatever. Right. So it could be like, oh, you know, my mother always calls me and vents about how frustrating my dad is, or, you know, my boss gives me too much work every Friday and I always end up from work on the weekend, you know, whatever. Like, and you, and you want to, f- for this side, you want to focus more, though, on your reaction, the stress. I just get so frustrated every time my mom calls me and vents about my dad, or I'm so exhausted from having to work, you know, basically seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really spend a good amount of time, spend 20, 30 minutes really trying to think through your days on a regular basis, think through the major people in your life and the major activities you go through, and all the, the places where you end up getting really stressed. Mm-hmm. And then for each one, after you've done that, go down the other column and label the stressor itself, right? So it, this thing with, you know, my, my mom calls and vents about my dad and I just get super frustrated and I, I'm starting to get really resentful of my mom. It's just really, every time we interact, it's super stressful, right? The stressor is the fact that I talk to my mom every single time she calls me, Mm-hmm. Right? Now you have something very concrete and then you do that for each single one. Once you've actually made concrete and specific all the stressors in your life, now you have sort of like a playbook. You have things you can
1: actually mm. do something about. Whether it's put a boundary in or yep. a routine in or whatever it is, exactly. you, you now have some kind of handle to, yep. to address it. Yeah. But it's a little like if you're, ha-
0: you know, if you're struggling with your finances, right? often the very first thing you need to do is just track your spending. Where is your money going? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have a really clear, like almost like crazy level of specificity about where your money is going, it's gonna be hard to kind of get back on track in a sustained way. So I think similarly, if you're constantly stressed out in your life, probably the best thing you can do is figure out in a very specific concrete way, what are the consistent sort of stressors in my life Mm And then what are some things, even small things, I can do to manage that stressor, not the stress I experience as a result of them?
1: Yeah. Or, or what are the things I control around that stressor, mm-hmm. basically? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of the yeah. things I actually do have some influence over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or that I could do to have some kind of impact on that stressor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I think the more general principle, though, here is that don't fall into the trap of thinking it's all in my head. Like, I just need to change me if something is distressing or things aren't going well or I'm really stressed out. That is true. It's good to be able to identify what are the things inside me that I have control over, the way mm-hmm. I think about things, my own behavior, et cetera. Um, but often that being obsessively kind of narrow about that can blind us to the fact that there there's actually a huge amount of opportunity upstream. for things, yeah, upstream, for things yeah. in our life that we could change. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would prevent the need to even have to change ourselves in the first place.
1: Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. To, to do when you do that accounting or, or just to get in the practice of backing up and really doing that. Like what, what can I control here? What is needed here? What's, what's, what's valuable here and what's not. Yeah. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.